Hello, I'm your host, Max. And I'm your co-host, Anna. And this is Geek Today. This week, we're going to talk about probably my favorite Mario game, Mario World, being the first episode of Geek Today. I've split what I think about Super Mario World into a few topics. So how this episode is going to play out is I will basically introduce the topic, say a few words about what I think, then I'll ask Anna about her opinions, and then we will continue from them. So the first topic is the level design. In my opinion, the level design is really ingenious. It's easy at the beginning for the inexperienced players and gradually picks up slopes and difficulty in a way that at the end, you feel like you've become better and need those skills to progress, but that it's never too hard that you are completely frustrated. I completely agree. And also that there's varying levels, such as the one where you sort of tower up, the one where you go to hit the yellow button. And the water levels are also really cool. The fact that they have currents is a nice touch. Yeah, I think that the um, creators of the game managed to keep all the levels memorable and fresh with the limited themes because they are, the themes aren't very imaginative because they have just fire world, grass world, cave world, but they managed to keep the level designs fresh to make it memorable. Also, I believe that Yoshi is a really nice touch, even though he can get a little annoying when he starts running and looks like he's flailing his hands. Yeah. So, um, the next topic that we're going to have will be the music. What are your ideas about the music? I think the music is nice because it sort of changes sometimes and it's memorable, but it's not quite distracting for anything. It's just in the background. You don't really notice it that much. Yeah, in my opinion, the different moods and genres that they use really emphasize the environment. And if you just passively listen to it, it makes the world more... How do you call it? You make it more immersive, right? So with the deeper, slower sounds in the cave levels, you really feel like you are underground. It's like in also in modern games where, let's say if something's very exciting and um, intense, then the tempo goes really fast. Or let's say with snow levels, also in this game, the music is slower and it has higher notes to demonstrate the cold and the slow really is like it's slowing it and it cooling it down. Also the ghost levels have a sort of creepy eerie music which is still emulated in the modern games and I find this game's music doesn't seem so old after all. Exactly. In the newer games they actually tend to remix some of the songs from this game which I think is really interesting. Um, so the next topic we have is the general gameplay so not the the world or the levels but about the controls and how the how base mario feels so for me i'm very much a non-gamer it was easy but not too easy the game controls were intuitive and it was definitely fun to see mario die sometimes he looks like he's seen a ghost yeah um in my opinion there's not much input lag so when you hit it because with, with some older games, you when you hit the button, it takes even just a tiny bit, but this can mess you up 
for it to actually input. But maybe it's because we were playing the SNES version last, the mini SNES version, but it actually, the input had almost no delay. I think the controls are very intuitive. It doesn't tell you the controls, but just trying out some of the buttons, you um, the button layout makes sense. So you can have your thumb kind of laid sideways to have the tip of your thumb on Y and the back of your thumb on B. You lay it like that. So basically, since you're normally going to be holding right and run, you can do that. And then you can just move your thumb down in sort of a motion to hit B for those jumps. And the spin jump is not used as much, but it's also only just a bit away. Well, I also think that since there are no grips on the controller, the intuitive controls make it a lot more comfortable to hold in longer sessions because now the modern controllers have grips at the bottom but back then they had no grips you had to hold it kind of like a bar of soap on the sides and that made if you had to move your thumbs a lot it made your hands ache after a while yes i completely agree and the fact that there is no input lag if you play more modern games all the time then you can definitely play this game with the timing because the input lag isn't too much and also i was playing for one and a half hours and my hands didn't hurt afterwards. Yeah, that's actually amazing, especially with the NES controller. That is literally just a big brick that you hold, and the buttons weren't placed in a place that you can properly hold it and press both buttons with the same finger, in a sense that you have to move your thumb every single time. While with the SNES and the modern up, down, left, right button, configuration means that especially for platforming games where you have run and jump where on y and b you just place or if you're doing xbox x and y where you can then properly just not move your thumb as much and just do a bit of a motion in the middle yes and also the fact that you have a few lives is cool but i get a little frustrated because it only saves if you've finished a world so if you die, which I have many times right before the castle, then you can get quite frustrated. But the game is so fun and sort of light that you don't rage quit as often. Yeah, but actually contradicting that, if you were to hit the switch, after doing switch um, castles or switch towers, I don't know how you would call those, like the little place where you hit the switch, you actually can save the game as well. But not if you haven't finished the castle. If you die right before the first castle, then, my lord, you are doomed. Yes, while we were playing on the mini SNES, in general, when playing on those, I don't use the save states because that, I think, is a bit of... It's not the proper way to play it. So, no, I completely agree that, that sometimes it's frustrating when you get a game over just before you get to actually save. But enough about controls and rage quitting. Um, how about the graphics? I think it holds up to today's like pixel art standards and it conveys what it needs to convey without making it too distracting for the gameplay. It definitely does and the grass, it doesn't look like a block of green. It's quite nice and you can definitely tell what everything is. And I really like the world where you can choose because that's quite detailed in the graphics. They have these little diglet things is how I can describe them. They're like living hills that sometimes move. And the waves on the side of the islands are also a nice touch. Yeah. I also think for a launch title for the SNES, 
it looks really good. If you were to compare it to, you don't know this game, but Chrono Trigger, it looks amazing. It looks like it were to be a early PlayStation 1 game, but it's actually a late SNES game. But while Mario World doesn't look quite like that, it looks far better than some of the midterm SNES games that came out, and this was just a launch title. Yes, and Mario World, definitely in my opinion, has better graphics than Mario 64, even though it's better. Um, I still prefer pixel art to that sort of 3D art, definitely. Yeah, well, I think there's a charm in the N64 polygons, but again, you might not agree with that. Yes, and I think definitely Mario, you can tell his expression and everything isn't that distracting, but still you can definitely tell and it's just sort of nice. It gives this sort of sweet touch, sort of childlike sort of look to it. So you can also now also tell why this is one of my favorite games. And I do have some good memories of this game, especially it was the game I used to play almost permanently when I first got my mini SNES. But back then, like way back in um, maybe 2010, right? 10 years ago now, I was three years old, right? They had this, they had it on the Wii um, virtual console. And I played not much of it, but enough to like remember some of it. Where I did play a lot of this was in two different points. In around 2013, 2014, I think, or I, I forgot the exact date of the Wii U release, but there with Smash Bros. 4, and I, I always played Smash 4 with my dad, but what it did have and what Smash Ultimate does not have, which is sad, is I think it was called the All-Stars Collection, where you went and it had a collection of games from where the people in Smash Bros. were from, and you had a time limit to play them. And there's always Mario World, and I, I tried to beat it as fast as I could. And I mean, that was probably one of my favorite memories of it. Of course, there I also played a lot of Kirby and Zelda. In general, I'm really sad that I did not make it to Smash Ultimate. I'm also very happy that it made it to the Wii U and the Switch, because it's such a classic game, it's really nice. And even if it would have came out today, in this day and age, I'm pretty sure it would have been just as much as a success, because it really gives you a sense of choice and fun and everything just sort of plays in together into a lovely experience. And even though I, I'm not the biggest, let's say, game history guy, I have a feeling this was one of the first, if you could call it open world, cho choose where you go, not an RPG, but just a platformer. Because there you could, let's say, go to this path where then you can, like, you can go left at the very beginning complete that level and then get the switch which makes later um later levels way more easy like way easier like the one with right after like i think at level three where you go and you climb up like at the beginning you jump up and then there's these platforms that swing down that you have to jump over if you do fall down which i mean i've played enough that i can not but at the beginning if you do there's actually um except for the last part all the pits are covered by the switch blocks. Yes, which I got quite frustrated with. If you land on a little platform at the bottom and you haven't hit the yellow switch yet, then you are definitely screwed. 
yeah i mean i really really enjoy this game and i would recommend it to anyone who is interested in this sort of thing and now for our second final section or the final section before the verdict the um, comparing to the modern games i mean if you take new super mario bros u deluxe let's say for the switch they are very similar as in like they're the same game style but now with this with these mario games they're very bland and even though if you take the games the levels aren't so much different but it's that they had so much more hardware capability to make a way more interesting game but they didn't and they just put the most unimaginative stuff they could out there back then it was amazingly imaginative especially coming from mario bros 3. i totally agree the new one isn't that much fun with Toadette and stuff like that, which makes it easier. And the charm of it's sort of gone out. And I think they made a great idea using Yoshi. It has gotten them a lot of new games and new ideas. It was definitely also innovative to have something to ride on and something that can sort of take a hit for you and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Yoshi had its has its own game series. Maybe at some point we can play... Um, Super Mario Bros. Super Mario World Two, Yoshi's Island, where you was with Baby Mario and you control Yoshi. But they've they if imagine Mario and the whole Mario series without Yoshi, it would be way more bland. And this really put forth some things. And even though the new Super Mario games brought Baby Yoshi's, they just they're. They're basically a new paint job onto Yoshi and a new power-up. It's not a completely new thing like what Yoshi was. And I really have to say that Yoshi also makes it more appealing to small children who love little cute things. And he's just such a small little cute thing that, you know, if you just stop and look at it, you can't really stop fawning over him, which is great for small children who love small cute things. Yeah, so you have played Mario Odyssey, the newest Mario game, right? Yes, indeed. How would you compare that to Mario World? Not because they're both, they're both, one's a 2D game, one's a 3D game, but quality-wise and just in general gameplay fun-wise, how would you compare the two? Well, I actually even think that Mario World is better than Mario Odyssey because you, there you just go to different planets and things like that and you roam around and the platforming fun of Mario is kind of lost. Cappy is a lovely little thing, and dressing up is also a fun little gimmick. But I think in Mario World, it was definitely more intuitive and um, it was more in innovative than now Mario Odyssey was sort of playing off of that. Excuse my sister, she's not played Odyssey a lot. She does not know that the, the different kingdoms are not different planets, they're just different parts of the planet. But again, don't get mad at her. She's just, she hasn't played much. She's only played two player with me. But I do kind of agree that Mario Odyssey, while it is one of my, probably my third or fourth favorite Switch game, until they port Wind Waker and Twilight Princess to Switch, which I really hope will happen soon. But it has, um, it's innovative with Cappy, but I have a feeling that with Mario World, it was such a big step forward from Mario 3, while Mario Odyssey is not as big of a step forward from Galaxy, which, again, Galaxy and Galaxy 2 are amazing games. I definitely think the 
the addition of a pet, which Yoshi was, is sort of added in in a lot of things, which makes it fun for a two-player game. I think I would call out for a game where you can one person controls Yoshi and one person controls Mario. That sounds like a fun game to me. Mm-hmm. And Mario World is the first game to have booze. Booze? Like alcohol? No, boo, boo, like a boo, like the ghost. Oh, yes, booze. Booze are really cool because when you, in at least in modern games, when you turn back on them, they stop, like they're playing a game with you. Is that also in Super Mario Yeah, that's, that's where it all started. And I mean, again, it's also one of the most memorable things. Also, but... Thank you. Um, also, the booze, the castle and the music definitely... If you play it on Halloween or in the evening, it can sort of scare you. Yeah, and I mean, so from Mario World, so many franchises sprang off. Because of the booze, we have Luigi's Mansion, which Luigi's Mansion 3 probably goes above Mario Odyssey, in my opinion. Out of all the Switch games currently out. Without Mario World, if you think about it, Luigi would still just be the green Mario, the sidekick. Without the booze... Luigi's Mansion wouldn't have really existed and he wouldn't have gotten the spotlight. Yeah, I mean, the there we could probably be here still in a million years saying all the things that Mario World has done for the Mario series as a whole. But I also think that at some point we should stop ranting on about this. My verdict or my general opinion of Mario World it's very, very positive. It is one of my favorite games, probably, definitely top 10. Out of all my favorite games, I think it ex- it, it aged extremely well in all of its, con- in the controls, in its imaginative level design, its graphics, and just everything feels like it is modern. Yes, I totally agree. I had many laughs and the memories are all great. I still have to admit that I keep on killing Mario or Yoshi to see them be sort of sad because it's funny and you can definitely play this game as a casual non-gamer if you want to. Yeah and I think this game is also not as intense it's not really long where you can very often just sit down and say you know what this game was fun how about I play it again and then it doesn't lose its charm you actually I've played through completely Mario World about 10 times now, and I'm still not bored of the game. I mean, I really think this is an absolute classic, and if anyone wants to start collecting retro games or just wants to dive into retro games, which is, to be fair, my favorite game category, you should definitely give Mario World and most of the games on the SNES a shot. They are all classics. I mean, Zelda has an amazing game on there, Link to the Past. Super Metroid is like my fourth favorite game. I mean, there is so much on the SNES that if you wanted to start collecting or playing retro games, buy an SNES and you'll be off. You know, so Mario World has so many monsters that are included in other games like the Lucky 2 in the Mario Kart. There are these weird, I'm not quite sure if they're Lucky 2s, these things that are in clouds and then they come down and then they have feet and look like beetles. You know those? No, I don't seem to remember. But Lakitus did not originate in Mario World. They originated in the first few games, 
But again, I think that everything was just a bit more polished back then, and it really gave a more detailed look into every Mario monster and villain and character because also with Bowser, Bowser had a much more expressive had a more expressive face, more expressive features, which made him even more of a memorable villain, in my opinion. And also, the addition of the Koopalings give you a little bit of a challenge every single time you try to finish a world, and they also sort of get gradually harder. Yeah, I mean, in the first Mario games, either in the in the first two Mario games, you fought Bowser every castle, and then in three. You fought Boom Boom, and then you fought, I forgot, I think it might have been a Koopaling. But again, they were not as a primary villain in the game. But here, they really focused on the Koopalings. And also, in the Wii U, the sort of general premise of the game is added in, and I can definitely remember great memories with my family. I would even do my hair um, haircut like Bowser Jr., and it was definitely one of my favorite things to remember those ships sailing around the castles and things like that. Yeah, I think in general, characters and everything, Mario was really impacted by this game. And I don't think the gaming ecosystem would be the same if Mario World had never existed. But again, enough us ranting about Mario World. Next episode, we are going to do a Lord of the Rings fellowship of the ring book versus movie podcast and tune in next time for more geek today bye everyone